Victoria J. Hyla wrote her first full story in the form of a short book for her reading class in third grade, and she has been writing ever since. Today, Victoria joins me on the Power to Pivot podcast to talk about her books in the Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy, which includes In Death We Part, Running in the Mist, and Awake in the Elysian Fields. And we talk about overcoming fear, letting go as an author, and taking those risks that we need to take in order to get our story out there. Now, Victoria is also the author of the Young Crush short story, The Bridge, the children's book, Bartleby the Brave, which is also released in Spanish. And she's been writing all of her life. She's worked professionally as a writer and editor for over 20 years. And she lives in the Western suburbs of Chicago with her husband and children, and is now working on a new romance trilogy, as well as several short stories and two more children's books, which are due out later this year. This is a fun episode, and I'm so happy to be able to share it with all of you. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miles, founder of March 4th Media Company, and this is the podcast where we share inspiring stories, resources, tips, and fun ideas to help you pivot into new ideas, new goals, and new dreams for your own life. And with that, on to the episode. Guys, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Power to Pivot podcast. We are continuing. It's still February, guys. I know Valentine's Day passed, but we're continuing with the month of love. And I have an amazing romance author joining me today. Victoria Hyla is joining me to talk about her book, In Death We Part, book one of the Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy. Victoria, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. Tell us a little bit about In Death We Part. Yeah, this is the first book, and um, the, it's it's in a trilogy called The Hearts Drawn Wild. And um, because the main character, her last name is Wilder, so it just kind of plays on that. And she's an artist, so that's the drawn part. Um, but yeah, no, I started writing when I was 15. Um, I got a character from a high school crush. He's like, write a char- write a book about me. And I'm like, okay. Sure. Um, And so he gave me kind of a character sketch, which I still have somewhere. Um, And I just, it just built off of that. Originally, it was like a 50 page um, kind of short story. Um, And then just over the years, I published it um, when I was 31. So um, yeah, so over the years, it just, it grew with me and developed with me and became more in depth and added characters and drama and plot and just kind of a depth of uh, maturity to it and so I eventually I'm just like I just have to publish this I just need to do it um and so um yeah so I, I eventually published it and then I was prompted to write the second one and then took a short break and then wrote number three so yeah it's been busy for you then <laughs> a little bit <laughs> how was it scary for you at first to publish the first one absolutely it is it's terrifying because you're putting yourself out there these are thoughts and characters and situations that you've been living with for quite some time at that point and you never know how it's going to be received I mean you like it because you wrote it but you're never you're never sure is this what people want to read but honestly you just have to get rid of those thoughts and put out books that you want to read and and put yourself out and that's the authenticity part of it I mean, these books are, a lot of it is, is just, I'm, I'm in them a lot. It's not, not my life. It's not autobiographical by any means, but 
you, you give a part of yourself and you hope that people respond to it. And I've had um, really good response to it. So it's very good. It is, it is terrifying though, when you're first doing it. It really is. I mean, I think, you know, and, and maybe you agree with this too, because you have a couple of books out as mm -hmm. well. Um, I don't know that it gets easier or goes away necessarily because every book is like its own character unto itself right so yes. it's like new nerves mm -hmm. and 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 how did you navigate that or what went through your mind as as you wrote your other books um well the second one was very much a continuation of the first book um and really you can't really read the second one without the first one you really need that first one um, and so that one was just something I had to do. At the time, I was in a really horrible uh, relationship, emotionally abusive relationship, and that was my escape. It was something I could control in a very weird part of my life. And, um, but yeah, but it's still, it's nerve wracking. I didn't know, I mean, I knew people liked the first one and they were curious about the characters. So I, I just continued with those characters in the second one. Um, and it really helped me through a really bad time. Uh, but then the third one is kind of a departure and that I had to put myself out there. This helped me uh, resolve a lot of trauma in my own life that I have. So, and um, it's, it's, it's a character that continues from the first two books, but it's its own piece. It's its own character. So it was a lot of nervousness. Like, can I make this character significantly different or is it just going to be a carbon copy of my first character? And I mean, there are rhythms that I see that happened in all three unconsciously. Um, but yeah, this one was, was kind of a departure um, in, in just that it took, took the characters to a really new place. So yeah, there's always nerves. Every single time you put one out there, there's nerves. You mentioned something, you know, about the, that third book being mm -hmm. like that emotional release and healing for you. Mm -hmm. So how do you find that you deal with the emotional impact of a book, you know, on you as you're writing? Cause you know, it can be cathartic for a lot of people. What was your experience like? Yeah. I mean, you, I always get really emotionally involved with my characters as I'm writing them. Um, like the third one, there was some really, really difficult scenes um, that I needed to get through. Um, this one, I was growing up with it. And so I just, I was processing as I was going through the characters. So the characters do a lot of that processing where they don't quite know what they're feeling and quite know what they're doing, but it's part of that characterization. Um, but yeah, no, every time the, the characters, like um, in the first book, Brianna, the main character, she loses her parents very early in the book. Um, and so it's not really a spoiler, um, but when she goes through that, I go through it with her and I've not experienced that, but I can imagine that experience and hopefully I, I've portrayed it well. I've, I've had people just get to chapter six when it happens. They're like, oh my God, you didn't do that. I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay. But yeah, but no, you, you go through it. Um, like when I was writing the third one, my husband, I, I would come out of a writing session and he'd be like, what is wrong with you? It's like, why are you so upset? I'm like, somebody just got attacked. <laughs> you know, or whatever. I love so. that you get as engrossed as the author, as you would like that you want your readers to, because, you yeah. know, I've had those moments reading books or watching a movie where I'm like, no, you did not just do that. Like that did not just happen. And here you are creating this piece and going through that scenario yeah. as it unfolds. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. What made you choose romance as a genre? Oh, it's just the, it's what I've read the, the most. Um, I mean, I started reading romance novels probably in middle school. I don't, I don't know what drew it to me at that point 
or drew me to it at that point. But I don't know. I just always remember reading like Joanna Lindsay and I got, I'm down like blanking um like Fern. There's the I don't know. I can't think of authors at the moment. Well, Daniel Steele and and all the classic authors. Um, and I don't know, it's just something, I like the emotion that's in them, really. Because I think when characters go through really, when they're stripped down to their basic and they're meant to like really feel something, I think that's a, that's a powerful impact to the reader. So that's always drawn me to why I tend to stick to reading romance. I read a lot of other things too, but when I just want something that I want to enjoy, I'll pick up a fluffy romance novel, <laughs> you know? I, mine aren't so fluffy, they're a little <laughs> darker, but um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll go into that because I like when the characters get that raw, intense, passionate emotion because life without passion is, is kind of whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm real intense on giving my characters passion, not just like sexual passion, but just like passion in their life. It's, it's super important for that to come out. Um, so that's just, it's what I like to read. It's what I like to write. So, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a, an important message too, just to make sure that you're living with passion. But I'm wondering how you could navigate that as a romance author because you know I come primarily with writing nonfiction, so this mm -hmm. it's a completely different ball game when you switch focus and now you're creating this fictional character how do you get in the mood like especially when you are writing that that sexual chemistry or creating mm -hmm. that couple like it could be emotionally draining I would imagine but how do you like switch on the switch of being an author because you're a mom too so yeah. Yeah, I've got I've got five-year-old twins and they're, you know, fun. <laughs> but um yeah, so I really kind of go into, I mean, I've heard it referred to in in that movie Soul that was just out. They referred to it as going into the zone. And when they were talking about that in the movie, I'm like, that's exactly it. That's so it. Where you just kind of go into yourself and start imagining it and start feeling like my heart will race. Um, even, even if they're just going through an emotional pivot, like my heart will race, I will start to sweat. Like I viscerally go inside my characters and what they're experiencing. And once in a while, there is something that I want to write about that I, I don't necessarily have experience with. And so I will go talk to people. Like um, there was a, in the, in the third book, there was a, a, a drug interaction scene that um, I, I needed to write about. I needed to know what a drug would do to somebody in a certain situation um and so not that my husband's into drugs but he knows more about that culture than I do and he directed me to a show that I, I watched that I could see this particular drug interact and so I was able to 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 get into that and then go through what I believe that that would that experience would be if I'm not going through it my readers won't go through it so that's really something that I take to heart um if because I mean, there's a there's some traumatic stuff in all three of them actually, and for different reasons. But it, if I don't feel that trauma or feel that uh, even uncomfortableness for a little bit, and I try to end happily most of the time. But if, if I if I can't get my readers to come along the ride, I'm not doing my job. So I have to go there too. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you the energetics of that, like you're you're living the energy that you want them to experience while simultaneously infusing your energy into them. So mm -hmm. I, I think that's kind of a cool approach. And how have you found that balance though, between, you know, mom, wife, 
author, like all the multiple hats that you, we all wear, how- It's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it's confusing. Like um, I was, I'm also an editor. So I was editing something the other day that was really dark and it goes with writing or editing. And my daughter came in and wanted a hug. I'm like, honey, I really can't right now. I'm, I'm in an, emo an emotional place that's not pretty. <laughs> And um, so I had to kind of move her aside for a bit. But um, yeah, I try to write when I'm by myself a lot, just because I do have to go into, sometimes it's a dark place. Sometimes it's just a really intensely emotional place. Um, and I find, I find those scenes easy to write in a sense that I can embrace those emotions and deal with them. I find transitional scenes a little bit harder because I'm like, I just have to get through it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to explain how they got to point A and point B, but, uh, and um, yeah, so, but it, it's hard to switch it on and off. And that's why I said, I, I come out of a, a writing session and my husband's like, um, now what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, but he's really supportive of, of what I do. So that's really fun. And there's little elements of him throughout the books. So it's, it's, it's fun for him too. <laughs> how do you find grounding? Like when you, to take yourself out of that scene or that, that emotion like what do you do to kind of put it aside um and what do you do for fun yeah I really um when I like initially come out of a writing session like that deep breaths are super important um really just kind of relaxing changing posture um doing something mundane honestly whether it's doing unloading the dishwasher or folding some laundry just resetting myself okay I need to get back to actual life um, so yeah, you really do have to take yourself in and out of it. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's a challenge, right? You, you have to switch gears. I mean, I think we, we do a decent job of navigating it because we do it all the time. Like mm -hmm. you go from mom mode to editor mode. And I think it adds another, an interesting layer when you're feeling your characters though. Yes. Um, before we go further, um, where can we find the books? I want to make sure we don't forget that. Yeah, no, they're all over the place. I mean, they're on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I know there's eBooks on Kobo. Um, they, from my website, I, I'd sell autograph copies and they're actually probably the most cost-effective print version you can get, but they're ebook e and prints. Um, and yeah, so I'll, my website is probably, my website has all the links on it. So that's probably the best place to put people. And that's um, victoriajhila.com. So. Okay, great. And we'll make sure that all of yeah. that information goes in the show notes. Now you've been writing for a long time. Like what was that pivot point where you're like, I have to write this novel. And I know you shared a little bit in the beginning about you know, you took this story and really developed it through. And, mm -hmm. but what was that moment really like where you're going, nope, I got to publish. Yeah, that was just, um, I had been sitting on it for so long. I had been living with these characters. These characters feel real to me. They're real people. And sometimes I'll refer to them as real people. And people are like, wait, isn't that <laughs> not in my head? They're not, they're real. Um, so I wanted them to come to life. And it's one thing if you're, a lot of writers are scared to publish because they're like, well, then it's real, it's solid, it's there. And there's a point at which you just have to let go and just say, it needs to be in the world. Maybe it's not gonna make a bazillion dollars, but it needs to be in the world. And just have to let go. It mm -hmm. really is. And, and it's, it's, it's exciting, it's terrifying. <laughs> It's, um, it's humbling because, you know, you get there and 
like um, I had really clear ideas for the cover, um, but then um, I, with the publisher I was working with, they gave me like a girl on the cover that looked like she was 12. And that didn't make sense. <laughs> like clearly you missed that point. Um, so yeah, so it's back and forth. Um, and this is actually based on a painting that the character paints in the book at one point, because um, she's an artist. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a real visceral experience too. Cause you, you, you send it off and you're like, oh God, oh God, I just sent this off. <laughs> and then you get the actual book in your hand and it's just this sigh of relief and wow, I accomplished something. Yeah. And then, then it's like a drug and you have to keep going <laughs> and you have to write more. It's funny for me because I remember the time, like I got that first proof in my hands and I was like, oh my God. And I had that it's done uh at the same time you know after the proof was done and I went through it and I did my approvals I was like okay now what like it was almost like I was I had these moments for a while I grappled with the fear of like mm -hmm. doing things like this and mm -hmm. talking about the book and I wanted people to read it but I almost found myself trying to kind of hide a little bit did you ever find that moment for yourself too? Like, you're like, okay, it's out there. Someone will find it. And, yeah. you know, but Absolutely. I don't have to talk about it. <laughs> and for a long time, it was hard for me to even like describe the plots of my book because I'm, I'm like, well, it's, and I would be almost embarrassed that it was romance. Be like, well, they someone find out I'm a writer and I'm like, well, what do you publish? I'm like, well, I, it's romance, but, and then you're kind of shy about it. But honestly, it's, it's not, it's literature. It's literature. I mean, they're, they're sizable books. And, but no, I, I had a lot of um, kind of uh, downplaying the books because I'm like, oh, it's just a story. It's this girl and her parents die and she gets shipped off to New Mexico and all that stuff. Um, but now I'm, I'm like, I've really taken a look at, at the trilogy and I really, you know, there's some really good life lessons in there and some real high emotional and deep situations that she's dealing with. So now I can talk about it better. Mm -hmm. And I'm now that it's a trilogy forever, I had this frame up here, blank over here. Oh, it was like six, six years. This was just a <laughs> blank spot. And I would just cringe every time I looked at it. Um, but now, now that I'm, I'm there, I, I can speak more confidently about it because now I see it as a bigger picture, which is really neat. Um, and if I hadn't gone and finished it, my dad told me to write the third one. I was only going to write the first mm -hmm. two, but he's like, well, trilogy said to sell better. I'm like, <laughs> thanks dad. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Right. Um, yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's totally. Yeah. <laughs> what was that moment like for you where you're like, I can no longer hold this to myself. Cause that's a powerful place to be where you're like, you're still afraid, but it's almost like you don't care. Mm -hmm. You're just going to do it anyway. Yeah. You just have to, to throw caution to the wind and just go, somebody's going to resonate with this. That's cool. No, maybe not everyone's going to love it. And so what? It's not about everybody liking it. If, if everybody liked it, where would we be? We'd be like carbon copy cookie cutter people. And it'd be so immensely boring. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's totally, totally fearful, but you do just have to let it go yeah, and just see what happens. And it's liberating. It is right. There's almost, a, there's a freedom in that pivot where you're like, I'm just going to put it out there. And, mm -hmm. and I, I also had those moments too, with all three books actually, where it was like, I could keep going here, 
but honestly it really needs to end like this book has to finish now mm -hmm. and um that's also kind of a scary point i think because you're like did i do the point justice is the plot really complete and and i see that from a nonfiction side too like did i bring the point home the way i wanted it to mm -hmm. um did you have beta readers like checking things out as you go along yeah um not as i go along but when i get to a point where i believe it's pretty finished where i'm like i've, I've hit all my points i've said all i've done i've gone back and you know made all the connections that I need to make, then I would definitely send it out to a few trusted beta readers um, who really do tell me what they think, which is great. Um, and I, I haven't gotten much in the way of like, you need to really consider X and such because I'm, I'm really comprehensive about things as I go through. Um, but once in a while, um, like I know in, in the third book, there was um, one beta reader who's like, I wanna know more about this character. It's bothering me that I don't know more. And so I took, I took a look at that comment and I went back and I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of unanswered things that I, I really, in the backstory that I know there's more. So then I figured out how to insert a few different elements that really brought that character more to life. So that was really important to hear. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it's, it's really good to get that feedback because it's not, you're so close to it mm -hmm. at some point that you don't even know what is missing or needs to be there or maybe you thought about it but you forgot to put it in the book mm -hmm. yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah okay. there we go so tell me about your process like you're sitting down to write do you you schedule time like what's it like for you to move through the writing process i wish i scheduled time <laughs> that would be amazing um for me, it, it starts with an idea um, and it, I usually, I never write the book in order. It, it, I don't know if people do that, I can't. Um, and I, I know there's the two ways of writing. There's the planner and the pantser. I'm kind of a hybrid. Um, so, I mean, I will, I will pants my way through several scenes and then I'll sit down and plan. And then I will take that brief plan and pants the way the rest of the way through. <laughs> So um, I, I often write like a super highly emotional scene somewhere in the middle of the book first. Um, that is kind of what makes me like, oh, that's what I, where I want to get to. And that's really important for me because that helps me understand. And it's not necessarily the ultimate climax of the story, but it's something that's just super emotional and super um, just involved. Um, in the in the middle of the story, and then I will go back and and write the beginning, um, and and I'll write scenes at random, and and then I kind of mesh them together where they need to be. Um, but then, yeah, I'll write the beginning, but until I know the end of the story, I can't really continue writing, and that's a weird thing. And that was like a stopgap that I, I had with the third book. I for the longest time I didn't know how I wanted it to end, so it just I couldn't even start. And that seems weird. Like usually, you know, you write until you get to the end. No, for me, it's super important to have the end because otherwise, how do you know what you're supposed to be getting to? Right. And, and that was why I wrote this one pretty fast because I knew where it started. I knew where it ended and I knew the few important points in the middle. And so it just, it flowed like nobody's business. Um, and once I figured out the ending of this one, everything just fell into place and it was, it was really good. Yeah, I won't necessarily 
right in order. But in my Word document, I will kind of do like um, simple sketches of things like they need to be here, they need to be doing this, and I'll just do page breaks. And then I might not write them all consecutively. And um, but I they do get written. And then then I, of course, I'm, I'm also an editor. So I'll go back through and make sure everything flows the way I really, really want it to. So yeah, it's like um, the current book I'm working on, which is the start of a new trilogy. Um, I've written a giant chunk in the middle and now I'm building the beginning and I know where it's gonna end, but I haven't written all the end stuff yet. So I'm working my way through it. How different are the two trilogies going to be? Are they very, very similar? Is there a crossover? Tell us about that. It's a totally different world. Um, they All the characters do end up originating in Chicago, where I'm from, just because I know it's what I know. Yeah. Um, but like the characters in the first book are really young. I mean, uh, Brianna starts almost 18. She's not quite 18 in the first book. She's like 18 to 19 in the second book. And then um, Elise, the character in the third book, she starts it at 20. So that was kind of it just it just happened to be what it needed to be for that one but in this new trilogy it's it takes um it, go, it goes into the lives of five different women um one is in her early 30s one is in her early to mid 50s um one is kind of a grandma style but she's still kind of in her late 50s and then um, there's another woman in her mid 20s and then there's a girl in, in who's 16. so it's these these five women all kind of interwoven sending around this hotel in Mexico. And so it's just how their lives affect each other and intertwine. And um, it's it's going across the three books. Um, but, and one of the characters, the, for the main character of the first book is basically me until I get to Mexico and then it's fiction. <laughs> but so it's a little, it's a little intimidating. I'm getting really personal with that one. So it's a little hard to write, but. When yeah. can we expect the trilogy to come out? Well, I'm hoping um, that the first one will come out later this year, maybe early next year. That's kind of my goal. Um, I've got a, I've also started writing children's books. So um, I've got a few of those in the works as well. And um, a number of other projects. I never seem to have uh, no projects. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm hoping for the first one that'll be late this year, early next. Um, and then the other ones should come soon after. I'm, I might write bits of them, bits of all three at once. I'm not sure how it's going. I've never tried to write an entire trilogy all at once. So this is a little daunting. It's a little bit of a different process. Because um, I mean, these were individual things that just happened to become the own world. But it is a different, I mean, it's, it's a, not a different world in the sense of they couldn't interact, but there's no plans to have the characters interact um, at this point. Because um, I just I kind of want them to be separate worlds, um, yeah. Because it isn't like for the the main, two main characters of the first book, they're you know again mid like early thirties and early fifties, so it's a very different. Um, I don't know, client not clientele, but just readership that it, it's looking at. It's more mature, so and more damaged, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> Just to be sure, like both series, they're not teen. These are adult romance. These are very adult. Yeah. Okay. It okay. just happens to be situational. Um, I would not want teens to really read them. I mean, I would, but it would be a little harrowing. Um, no, I, I definitely, I mean, once like the 18 to 20 set is totally cool. And then everybody who's older will really like them too. 
So I wouldn't want like 12 year old. <laughs> but it's so funny. My daughter who's five, she has her very own copy of this because she likes the cover and it's oh. mommy's book. Um, but like I've read her the first chapter, which is kind of a prologue. That's all I can read, read to her. Oh my gosh. And she keeps asking for more. I'm like, no. Is that how you got into children's it? books? I don't know. Actually, uh -huh. an author friend of mine who I was doing some editing for, she's like, oh, children's books are so fun. You should try it. You'd be great at it. I'm like, nah, are you serious? <laughs> um, and then I had this idea that just popped out and, and I tried it and I submitted, you know, the text to her and she's like, oh my God, this is amazing. You have to get it illustrated. And then I fell into finding a, an illustrator that was really awesome. And now I love doing it. It's so great. I'm like my second one had just finished, got, um, got il the illustrations just got finished if I could actually speak. Um, and so now, and I'm meeting with the illustrator to do some, some fine speaking. That one's going to come out pretty soon. So that's really nice. Nice. Well, congratulations. I'm so excited. Um, do you want to tell us like how different is it? Children's books to romance, like completely different genres. Very, very different. Is yeah. the process the same for you? It's really not. Um, it's with, with the children's books. I do start with that central idea still, but um, I write those from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I I like doing children's books in a rhyme scheme, so I'm very cognizant of the the um, pentameter, like iambic pentameter, and um, and all of the the rhymes and everything. Um, and it's it's got more cyclical nature to it, so um, it's it's a very different process. And you have to really conceptualize. There will be pictures with this, mm -hmm. and so that changes how you write. Because in, in this one, you describe everything. You, you really get the, the descriptions um, uh, thorough because there's very few pictures. I, mean, I do have some pictures in the book because there's photographs and artwork and things. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's because you don't have to describe as much because there's gonna be pictures. And then you have to worry about your vocabulary choice because you want to push the vocabulary, but you don't want it, be, it to be inaccessible to the mm. kids. Right. And that was one, one comment I got from, from one of my readers was, I love your mix of familiar and non-familiar language and all that stuff. I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So can you tell us where we can find your children's books? Yeah, those are um, all over too. Oh, sorry. Well, here's, you can see the big one. <laughs> so there's, that's Bartleby the Brave. And it's, I have a Spanish version as well. And then, um, yeah, those are again on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. Um, it's ebook and print book again on my website. And um, the new one coming out is called Tears for the Butterfly. And it's the artwork is just stunning. It's all watercolor, so it's really fun. Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'm all over all the all the major platforms and um, directly from a print press called Lulu. It's l u l u dot com. It's on mm -hmm. there. So yeah, it's, it's just neat. It's fun. Awesome. Well, we are so excited, Victoria. Thank you so much for joining us. Are there any uh, last minute words or message that you want to share with listeners? Just um, read. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't even have to be mine, but the more you read, the more you um, get to experience the lives of other people. And that makes you more understanding and accepting of people that are different from yourself. And I think that might be one of the lacks in our world these days is that people just don't think about getting into someone else's shoes. Um, and it's, 
they're very insular, even though we have all this media coming at us, it tends to just be me, me, me. Um, and so like that for, for readers, I just say, open up your world, try something new. Don't necessarily judge a book by its cover, although the covers can be pretty, but, but there, there's often something inside that will just surprise you. And then um, for writers, just write, you know, write what you know, be authentic. Um, yeah, don't try to write something just because it's popular because things change. <laughs> nothing stays the same. You got to write what you know, and you have to be passionate about what you're writing and about what you're reading. And because I see, see some people read books and they're like, well, I didn't get into it. I'm like, well, was it anything you're interested in? They're like, no. I'm like, well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just be passionate, embrace experiences, embrace life and journey forward. I love it. I think uh, I would add to that, you know, everything that, you know, we talk about revolves around at March 4th Media Company is that, you know, we can really create positive changes in the world when we share that story out there. Um, and I agree, like there's a lot going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you come forward and share that message or story out there, you never know who it's going to impact and how. Yeah. And and so we love that you're so willing and passionate to share your passion for creative writing and your stories. Um, and I love that you put so much of yourself into the trilogies that you're, you're working with. So I can't wait. Um, remind us again, it's In Death We Part. And is then book yeah, one. Book one. And then Running in the Mist is book two. And then Awake in Elysian Fields is book three. Mm-hmm. And, that's and the, then the, the uh, Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy. Yeah, the Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy. And this is Bartleby the Brave. It's a, a children's book about kindness. And um, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, so the Hearts Drawn Wild trilogy is, is the big trilogy. But yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Victoria. We'll get everything in the show notes for where we can connect with you. Awesome. Uh, guys, reach out to Victoria if you have questions or, or to get an assigned copy of her books. Yeah. Uh, remember, you're never stuck. You are never lost and you're never alone. At any given moment, you can use your power to pivot, which is to make a new choice and start again. Thanks, Victoria. And guys, we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Power to Pivot podcast. And thank you to Victoria Hyla for sharing your story and your books with us. Now head on over to amazon.com or over to Victoria's website and pick up your copy of the series, The Hearts of Dawn Wild trilogy. We're going to make sure we put the links to all of the books in the show notes. And let's continue the conversation over on social media. Tell us what was your biggest takeaway from the episode? We can't wait to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or over on our homepage, march4thmediacompany.com. We can't wait to connect. And I look forward to talking with you on the next episode. Remember guys, you are never stuck, you're never lost, and you're never alone. At any given moment, you can use your own power to pivot, make a new choice, and start again. I'll talk to you soon. Mm